Relax in the sovereignty of God over your life. Nothing has happened that is a surprise to Him. He is in complete control. And rest in knowing who He is. He is God who deeply loves you and your children. And redeem the time. The season in the valley is priceless. It really is. God gives treasures in the dark for those who seek Him. And those who do seek Him will find Him. God is a father to the fatherless. 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 Welcome to the Help I'm Raising Fatherless Kids podcast. I'm your host, Lori A. Pond. It's just days after Christmas, two to be exact. And I know it was a busy and most likely tender time. And you probably feel a little bit of relief that this year is soon to be behind you. This week and the month ahead can be even more difficult than what you just experienced. I don't want to bring bad news, but I want you to be aware that this downtime after the rush of all the activity and all the shopping and all the baking and planning and making Christmas good at your house, now it's like the curtain closes and a stillness comes, and that can be challenging. Christmas is hard for single moms, no matter what, and there's an extra layer for those who have fresh or perhaps rekindled grief. If you are a new listener to this podcast because you are a new widow or you just became a single mom, I am sorry, so sorry for the pain that you must be feeling. But I am thankful that you are here. It is my prayer that you will find understanding and encouragement for the task that you have been entrusted with the responsibility of raising children without an active, earthly dad in their lives. The holidays can be an intense time in every way, not only emotionally, but physically. I remember thinking back to something that happened to me when I was in the thick of it, where you have been and where you are. It was the climax of Christmas preparations and anticipation And I stopped by the grocery store just to pick up a few things. Now, I had all eight of my young children with me. And as I was checking out, they kept adding things to the cart. You know what that's like. They needed an extra gift for that teacher or something to get for their friend, or they just wanted a special snack. And so it was overwhelming. I could not get out of that store fast enough. So I got them all out, loaded them in my big 15-passenger van, and it was my routine to do roll call. And I would call out their names. I would listen for their voice to know that everyone was loaded in the van and we were heading home. I had not been home but a few minutes. My kids had jumped into the showers and we were getting ready to close out the day and do tuck-ins. And I got a phone call on a landline. So that's how long ago it was. And it was the manager of the grocery store calling to let me know that I had left my daughter there. No, no, ma'am. 
I did not leave my daughter there. She's in the shower. Yes, your daughter is here. No, no, no. I did roll call. My daughter is not there at the grocery store. You must be mistaken. And then she said, would you like to talk to the daughter that you left at the grocery store? And sure enough, somehow, one of my little girls had been left at the grocery store. That was almost the straw that was going to cause everything to cave in. I had to load everyone back up in the van. We went back to the grocery store to pick up my precious child who somehow had been left at the store. Oh, and that wasn't the first time that happened. I left a child at church one time. Another child got separated from me at the very special Bethlehem walk, and we had to enlist the Roman soldiers to come to the rescue to help me find my missing child. Yes, I was outnumbered for sure and frazzled, but... We made it through, and now I have a story to tell. (laughs) Maybe we need a little extra session with the counselor. But we survived, and Mom, you did too. And now you're going to pack up the season, and you are facing a new year. Your perspective matters at this point, and here's a few things to consider. Five things I want you to really think about. The hard can and often is holy. Number two, when you are distanced by others, and that will happen, you are held by God. And the sounds of social media and all that noise can be replaced with a sacrifice of praise in the pain. This comes with the simplicity of sitting in silence and personal worship. The fourth thing is challenges will bring you to a place of comfort. That sounds strange, but you will discover that you can do hard things. And I pray that the body of Christ does step in and offer support. And I am confident that God is with you. And the last thing I want to share related to your perspective is that suffering often leads us to find that the only way we will find complete satisfaction is in Christ alone. And the beginning of a new year is a good time to think through all these things. The truth is that all those points of redirection may not happen in a year's time, but keep the proper perspective and you will turn from darkness to light. It will happen. Watch and see. So at the end of this year, you will redirect to focus to what I call a restart. Relax in the sovereignty of God over your life. Nothing has happened that is a surprise to Him. He is in complete control. And rest in knowing who He is. He is God who deeply loves you and your children. And redeem the time. The season in the valley is priceless. It really is. God gives treasures in the dark for those who seek Him. And those who do seek Him will find Him. One of my very favorite things to do 
at the end of the year is to look back at the year at a glance. I keep a one line a day journal. We put those in our second box of comfort and care because I think it's so important. It just takes a few seconds to jot down every day one line. It might be a prayer. I record what happens that day or what happened the day before. And this allows me to look back over the year as a whole. I can see the highs, I can see the lows, the groans, and the growth, and God's faithfulness. So I'm just going to give you a glimpse of my own personal at-a-glance. I was blessed with three new grandbabies this year. Three. Every four months, I was having a new grandchild born into the family, which gives me a total of 18 grandchildren. And only four of my eight children have started their families. I am richly blessed. And then I've experienced the joy of 15 adult children who are my closest friends and they're my greatest mentors. Just going to give a brief update on my children. Abby, who was 10 when her daddy died, she's, I won't name their ages now, but she's married to Nick. And they have modeled endurance in a very hard season of caregiving. They did it well. And they welcomed their very first daughter after having six sons. And it's been a wonderful season, letting them experience an answer to years of prayer where they continually surrendered, not knowing if God was going to give them this desire of their hearts. And Kayla, she was nine when her daddy died, and she's married to Ben. They had their eighth child, their third daughter. They had five sons, and then God has blessed them with three precious daughters. And they enjoyed a summer sabbatical, which allowed God to confirm their call to ministry in Vermont, their church planners there. Brandon and Brittany have two precious boys, and they've enjoyed a memorable year of homeschooling and building a new home. They've just moved in, and for Brandon, a new leadership role in the auto industry. Christiana and Weston moved closer to home. I am so happy for that move, and they quickly started establishing community in Nashville, and they're continuing to walk by faith, trusting God with the unknown. Isaac, he was five, and he's in his second year of launching his own business in the creative world. If you need any kind of creative work, give him a call. He is phenomenal, and he also just continues to impact so many with his faithfulness in life and his generosity. Evan was four years old, and he is married to Shelby. They've been married five years now, and I have loved watching them experience the joy of being parents. They're doing a phenomenal job, and they're experiencing that love that cannot be explained until you have a child of your own. Amy and Joey will be married four years in January, and we're so excited that Joey will get to start med school in just a few weeks. Amy is a flight attendant. Only God would spread my children all around the country and then give me the benefit of Amy's job with the airlines. And Micah and Haley are sharing joy together in South Florida. 
They've been married a little over two years, and they're making a difference in their world. Micah was just promoted to a new leadership role as well with the senior living community. So that's a brief summary of my family. And for Perspective Ministries, we have had a very exciting year. We are finishing the eighth year of ministry. It goes by so fast. And I feel like all the big rocks are now in place. The Widow Life magazines are complete. We have a set of six magazines. You can learn more about those on the website. We have five boxes of comfort and care. If you are a new widow, you can start getting that new widow box. And every six months, we send that box to encourage you. It's our mission to walk in when you feel that others have walked out. We have eight hope gatherings in the metro Atlanta area. And make note on your calendar, the Luncheon of Hope for everyone involved in these gatherings is on Saturday, February 10th. You can check out the website for more information. And if you want to get connected to a Hope Gathering, email lori at perspectiveministries.org. We have mother-child events. These are for widow moms, single moms who are raising children without an active dad in their life. Daughters of the King is for moms of fatherless girls. That event hopefully will be in April. That's when we've had it the last couple years. Our Mom and Man event is for moms raising boys without a dad. That will be in the fall. And then we had our first ever Christmas hope for single moms, widows, raising elementary and middle school children. It was a really special time. And the ministry is growing. We are reaching widows around the country and because of the podcast, around the world. And that takes resources, takes money. If you've been blessed or you know someone who might want to support widows and fatherless, I'm going to put a link in the show notes today that you could give a donation. We don't want to take from widows and single moms, but if you know someone that would want to bless and support and fulfill the James 127 mission of caring for the widow and fatherless, please share the link that is in the show notes. We would be blessed to have a donation. One of my favorite aspects of this ministry is podcasting. I felt confident the Lord wanted me to start this podcast, and it will be two years in April. And I have to say it is probably one of my favorite things that I do. I want to just share some of the most listened to episodes over 2023 and some of my favorites. We'll put links to those in the show notes and you're going to want to go back. Maybe maybe you weren't even listening when we played those. We talk about grief on this podcast. And one that you might enjoy is when your grief acts like a toddler. That was an interesting podcast, and we had a podcast on raising fatherless toddlers. And then we have episodes for those of you who are raising fatherless girls. Finding male role models was a conversation I had with my four daughters who talked about their experience of growing up without a dad. And I love the conversation I had with Aaron Davis, who talked about being fatherless by divorce. We also have conversations that help moms who are raising fatherless guys. 
There was a episode on launching fatherless boys into manhood. This was two parts, and this was a conversation I had with my four sons and what it looked like for them to become a man when they didn't have a dad modeling that and mentoring them during that process. And then I really enjoyed the conversation by my son Isaac on accepting fatherlessness by God's grace, and we had several conversations on mentoring where we actually talked to the mentors that God brought into our lives. And then I really enjoyed the conversation by America's dad, dad vice, by one who was deserted by his dad. You'll want to check those out. And then we have episodes on special topics. We talked about pornography And we had a motherhood series from moms that really invested in my life. We talk about suicide. I feel like the episodes with Mo Isom Aiken were specially anointed and very helpful. And we also had one by a doctor talking about what do you do if your child is falling into the trap of an eating disorder or that form of bondage. So I would love to hear from you. What are the topics that would interest you on this podcast? Or what questions do you have? Please email those to me and we'll put a survey up on social media so you can help us as we move into this next year. The beginning of the month in January, I'm going to repeat Two of my favorite episodes. One is What to Expect When Raising Fatherless Kids. You know that book, What to Expect When You're Expecting? Well, after raising eight children from birth to marriage, I give some insight on what you might expect in raising your own fatherless children. And Sean Tice, who is the founder of God is My Dad Ministry, I really, really found his story to be inspirational. So we'll be sharing those episodes at the beginning of the month. And there you have it. The year is coming to a close. I pray for you, Mom, that this next year will be rich in your relationship with your children, with those in the body of Christ that God brings to offer support and encouragement, and that you will experience intimacy with the Lord like never before. He is with you every step of the way. In fact, it is my prayer that you will testify of His faithfulness and that He carried you through. May the Lord bless you in the coming years.